0: We but mirror the world. All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found within us. If we change ourselves, the tendencies in the world will also change. This paraphrased quote from Mahatma Gandhi is the basis of the program you are about to hear. I'm Dedelian and this is Shining Stars a program dedicated to searching out and bringing attention to individuals and organizations that are fostering positive change within our community and within our world. Thank you as always for joining me here on Shining Stars. Today we are going to be talking about the Ronald McDonald House Charities, an organization that on a national level has been creating a home away from home for families with sick children since the mid-70s. To explain this in more detail, I've invited Carolyn Hurst into the studio. She is the Executive Director of the Ronald McDonald House Charities Mid Michigan. She is originally from Langsburg, Michigan, a graduate of Langsburg High School as well, and a 2009 graduate of Michigan State University's Eli Board College of Business. She's also been with the Ronald McDonald House Charities for 10 years. Welcome to Shining Stars, Carolyn.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So good to have you in the studio to talk a little bit about the Ronald McDonald House. Now, I think it's probably safe to say that most people in this area are familiar, at least, or have heard the name Ronald McDonald House. And although I touched on it a little bit in the introduction there, Carolyn, I'd love to start out by having you explain the role of the Ronald McDonald House within our community.
1: So the Ronald McDonald House of Mid-Michigan serves families that have children in our local hospitals and clinics receiving any kind of medical treatment. Um, So we provide all of the amenities that you have at home to families that have kids in the hospital or receiving medical treatment. So a private bedroom, bathroom, fully stocked kitchen. We do homemade meals every day, on-site laundry, really anything you can think of that you have at home, we provide for them. So all they have to worry about is their child and we take care of them.
0: Gotcha. And once again, going back to that home away from home is essentially the the goal here. Yeah. I, I find a lot of the times with nonprofits, the people that get involved that are working there are usually there for a reason beyond... I applied for the job. Is there a story behind how you became a part of the Ronald McDonald House?
1: Yeah, my story is truly one of those that if I would not have been in the right place at the right time, I wouldn't be in this career that I'm in today. So I'm really grateful for the incredible mentor I had that recognized when I came on board that, hey, I think you could do this job one day. Would you like to? And the board as well, who you know, helped me get to where I am as well. But I came in as an administrative assistant thinking, I'll put some time in here for my resume. And then, yeah, 10 years later, I'm still here. So it was definitely unexpected, but it's been the highlight of my post-college and starting my career.
0: As executive director, how long have you been serving in that role? Seven years. Seven years. Congratulations on that. That's great. I would imagine that there's got to be a lot of rewarding parts of this job, but you are working in a situation where you see tragedy, but you also see a lot of good stuff. What's what is the most rewarding part of your job?
1: You know, the most rewarding is just watching the families go through the day and their their journey with their child, and you celebrate every success with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And what comes with that is also the difficult days, too. Certainly, yes. Certainly, there's always going to be difficult times, but knowing that the service that you provide every day helps them have a day that's not as difficult as it would be without you, it's incredibly rewarding. I would imagine, yeah. Just knowing that you've made a difference for them. And the difference changes. You know, you think about... Well, it's, of course you're going to have a meal today, of course you're going to have, but when you have a child in the hospital, those things are the last thing on your mind. So we're able to provide that to these families before they even know they really need it. Mm-hmm. It's just all at their fingertips and knowing that, you know, if they're going through something difficult that we've made it just a little bit easier and it makes maybe the more difficult days easier to get through.
0: Very good. And it's awesome that you're there for them. Was there ever a time where you just all of a sudden had that understanding of how much of a difference you truly were making in the world?
1: Yeah. So I've been, um, with our house for 10 years now and I've probably been able to witness about a thousand families utilize our resources in that time, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of families. So you you feel like, okay, I know what it's like to have a child in the hospital. I know what they need. I know what helps them. Mm -hmm. But I recently um, had my second child and we found out when he was two months old that he had the need for spinal surgery. Oh, goodness. And it was basically exploratory because mm-hmm. he was so little. He went from, hey, I, I need this spot on his back looked at by his pediatrician to, okay. you need a neurosurgeon in the period of about a week. And then the surgery didn't take place until a month later. And that was incredibly scary to not know what was yeah. coming. And then to be in the hospital for exploratory spinal surgery on a nearly three-month-old by that point... And not knowing, they said, we don't know how long he's going to need to stay in the hospital to recover. Mm. Might be one day, could be longer. We don't know what we're going to find when we get in there. Just knowing how scary that is now from a parent perspective, yeah. even doing this for 10 years, I thought I knew, but there's no way you can understand that emotion until you are that parent. Mm-hmm. So I feel by knowing that now, I'm able to better convey You know, these things are important, they're impactful, they're helpful, but what it actually does, these small things, and I remember a story from a family, she said, you know, I only had to be here one night, but that was the best bagel I ever had, (laughs) and I know what she means now. At first, I thought it was like, oh, she was hungry, had a really long day at the hospital, and we had something there for her. Wasn't that so nice? Well, her bagel was my Pop-Tart at Mm -hmm. 2 in the morning. It's the difference between being able to stay in the appropriate mindset to be at the bedside and help your child and be a part of that medical treatment plan and totally breaking down. Just those little things help keep you normal, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's what we're providing. And that sort of switch of being able to see both sides, I always say this is important, we have to do a good job at this, but now I can say this is why we have to do a good job at this. It's not just you should do it because it's good, you're now doing it because you know the actual impact of what it does for families. And
0: I can imagine you never even thought you'd you'd be going through that yourself.
1: Yeah, no. No one, sp- no one plans to have a sick child. No, no one plans no. to be in the hospital or, or need surgery or have an injury or have a premature birth. Pretty much everybody who visits us has no idea they're going to be there. Which they get in that situation and then the hospital refers them to us and says, mm-hmm. hey, there's a resource across the street for you. So we're taking in people who are beside themselves by the time they get to us. Very
0: good. It's an the incredible story, is your son doing well now then?
1: He's doing so well. He's seven months old. He's growing despite me telling him he needs to slow down and <laughs> stay little. Um,
0: well, but you know that's only going to get more and more as you go, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: My five-year-old started kindergarten this year, so um, th- I know they grow up so fast. And yeah, so his neurosurgeon said he will be a normal little boy with a scar on his back. You'll never really know that that's what he endured at that young age and what his parents endured uh, <laughs> during that time frame. So um, we're very lucky.
0: It's an incredible story and I'm, I am so happy for you that that you, know, you came out on the other side and everything was well. It's an inspirational story. I would imagine that there are folks out there that would probably want to get on board to be a part of what you do. And I know you work with volunteers, is that correct?
1: Yeah, we do, we do have volunteers. We're pretty mindful of comings and goings in the house just to ensure we aren't spreading viruses or whatnot throughout because we are serving the region's sickest and smallest patients that we're, we're very diligent with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have, shift volunteer opportunities available that are the same people who come on a regular schedule, so whether it be once a month or every other week, and that's the first ones we've sort of returned to normal. Aside from that, we have lots of ways to become involved with volunteering through our fundraising events, and then we also have lots of outdoor opportunities as well. We have a full playground and landscaping that needs upkeep that we always use volunteers for, so lots of different ways to become involved.
0: And if i Catching it right, you know, as I was kind of uh, perusing your website, it seems like a fairly small staff, is that correct?
1: Yeah, we have four of us on staff, um, and typically, you know, the majority of the programming is put out by um, volunteers, but we had to scale that way back, so our staff has been wearing so many Mm -hmm. hats over the past couple of years. We've run very lean, and we, we take it very seriously to make sure that families stay healthy.
0: Okay, what steps would a volunteer need to take in order to get involved?
1: Um, there's lots of information on our website on how to contact us. Connect any one of
0: those is
1: rmhmm.org. Okay. And um, there's a contact form on there. There's also an email address that they can reach us, and our whole staff will get that if they email us. Um, and then they can also call directly.
0: Very good. We'll also have that information up on the uh, podcast show notes for this. That's at lccconnect.org. Like we said, that's this occasionally deal with some pretty tough stories? How do you manage to remain positive during that time?
1: Because you just know that everything you're doing for these families end up being the bright spot of their story. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's nice to know that and encouraging to know and motivates the staff to know that, hey, in the end, we're going to be the brightest spot in their kind of traumatic story mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. were able to provide that sort of hope and guidance throughout their story and and making sure the parents were able to be right at the bedside when they were needed most. We ensure that parents don't have to choose between a barrier of some kind mm-hmm. and their hospitalized child. They don't have to worry about transportation. They don't have to worry about meals or where they're going to stay. It costs them nothing to stay with us for as long as their child is receiving medical treatment. So you know the service that you're helping to provide and the resources you're providing, even if they're going through some difficulties, probably the, the best experience that they might ever have. So that helps you stay positive for sure. And then, you know, we're very fortunate that our families typically have babies in the neonatal intensive care unit at Sparrow Health System. And that team over there is so incredible. You would not believe the work that they're able to do on babies that are two pounds and less. Mm those babies generally go home healthy. It just takes them a while to get there. Um, So you kind of always know there is a light at the end of that tunnel. They do get to go home with healthy kids, and you just have to kind of help them along that process. And it's an incredibly positive feeling and environment to be in.
0: So if I'm hearing it correctly and distilling it down to the essential, it's uh, accentuating the positive and realizing the difference that you are making. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome. So how do you measure success in this type of organization?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, numerical options to measure success. Mm -hmm. We can measure the number of nights, the number of meals, you know, Mm -hmm. the number of loads of laundry we provide, which is astronomical (laughs) for, you know, the number of families and days they stay but really you know when i talk to our staff it's all about serving families the metrics we we do have them we do count them we can spit them out to you but at the end of the day you you can start your day with a to-do list and then all of a sudden families happen in front of you there's a very human and emotional component to what we endure during the day mm-hmm. and to be able to measure success is did we serve them to the best of our ability? If we did, the day was successful. It, you can't always count on your time being spent where you think you're going to spend it. You know, we've got guest rooms to turn over, new families to welcome in, families we get to celebrate that get to go home, and there's a lot of work associated with making sure all of that goes seamlessly, and sometimes it happens all at one time.
0: Certainly, yeah. yeah. So
1: um, really, success is you, you got to look at the human component of what we do, and if we treated people well and served them well, that that was a successful day
0: I'd say on an individual basis or a self inward facing way to look at things that's probably the best way to do it because I always feel like you need to feel accomplished at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and that is definitely the way to do it in your situation great the numbers are awesome But at the same time, that's what makes you feel good when you get home. Right. Awesome. So as a nonprofit, of course, you rely in part on donations. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, we definitely do.
0: How how would somebody go about donating, becoming a a member? Is that what you would call them?
1: Yeah, there's lots of ways that you can become involved in helping to support the families that we Mm -hmm. serve. I mentioned earlier there is no cost for families to stay. We never ask them to pay for their stay. If you know they can make a donation, great. If they can't, we've got them. Mm-hmm. Um, so your donations go directly to making sure families have the place to stay for free. That would be an example of a monetary donation. You can also participate by registering for our events. Mm-hmm. So coming to our 5K, 10K kids race in March or participate in our golf outing. We also take in-kind donations of items. So anything you use at your house, we need to use at ours. So we have a pantry to stock, groceries to buy, household items, cleaning products.
0: Consumables, okay.
1: Anything you can think of, we use all of that at our house as well. And then your time. We also will take on volunteers. So Getting back to those volunteers. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of ways to volunteer um, and donate, per se, to the house.
0: Certainly. So you seem like you've had, I mean, you've, you've, you've had this child that put you in a circumstance where you were the recipient of what you do. Is this something that you kind of thought you would do when you were younger? And if you had the chance to talk to yourself when you were younger, what would you say?
1: I wouldn't believe you, probably, that this is this what is I was what you're gonna doing. you going to do? Um, do
0: any of us, though? Yeah, I doubt <laughs> it,
1: you know? Um, but... Yeah, I think I would just tell myself to take every opportunity um, that comes your way, because you never know who you're going to meet or, you know, what group you may be involved with that will lead to your next opportunity, because that's exactly how I ended up in the position that I'm in. And just always being grateful for those that are willing to mentor you and and soak up and learn as much as you can.
0: Okay, very good. Uh, Once again, we will have uh, contact information, website information all at our podcast at lccconnect.org. If you want to get all the details that I've been talking with Carolyn about, thank you very much for coming in and talking with me. Appreciate everything that you do and everything that the Ronald McDonald House does for our community. It's very awesome.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: We're going to finish up with just one more question. This is the question I ask of all my shining star guests. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. If you had the ability to snap your fingers and put one thought into the collective consciousness of the entire human race at the same time, what would that thought be?
1: I would say that take every opportunity to make someone else's day a little bit easier, whether they know it or not. Remember.
0: We can all contribute something good to this world. No matter how big or how small,
1: a simple smile or a friendly gesture
0: is all it takes to expand positivity one inch further. Thanks so much for listening to Shining Stars and, of course, sharing your time with me today. I'm Dindalian, and you can listen to this episode of Shining Stars On Demand, along with other LCC Connect programs at lccconnect.org.